Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hope you're enjoying the sunshine. Hope it's sunny where you're at, wherever you are, uh, might be watching. It's sunny here in western Montana. Beautiful day. Amazing how when it's negative three, how warm it feels when it's 27. <laughs> it's very welcome uh, this time of year, uh, just to see the sun in, in general. So, appreciate you being here with us on a Thursday. Ton to get to today. As we do each Thursday, we will go around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Krista Redpath back in studio with us. And we'll also go around the Big Sky and Men's Hoops in hour number two as well. We have some great guests for you today. Got a Southern Utah double dip. Tracy Sanders will join us here at about 4.30, the women's head basketball coach at Southern Utah. And then Todd Simon, the men's basketball coach at Southern Utah, will swing by. An interesting dynamic because we've had both of these coaches on the show several times during their times at SUU. And uh, I, I would never say never, but it's certainly going to happen a lot less often after this weekend because Southern Utah is on the way out of the Big Sky Conference. So figured we'd have both Southern Utah coaches on the show one last time as Big Sky members. We'll probably catch up with them in Boise as well during the Big Sky Tournament. 
But uh, look forward to hearing from both of them. We all, I also had a good sit-down with Chris Cobb, the associate head men's basketball coach for the Grizz basketball team earlier today. And uh, I, I was planning on the interview being about sort of just the here and now, the ups and downs that the men's team has gone through the last couple weeks. But it turned, turned into more of a conversation about the history and tradition that exists within the basketball program, just how important that is to Grizz Hoops, but also how interesting and sometimes challenging it is to convey to guys that are just joining the team. So really interesting. Well, we'll hear from Coach Cobb at the top of the hour about 5 o'clock, so look forward to that as well. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com for the biggest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. Also, don't forget a cool deal going on at Lost Trail this weekend. It's the 37th annual Steak Fry. We'll give you some more details on that a little later on, but it is a, a great fundraiser that supports the Lost Trail Ski Patrol. They do it every year. Uh, so for more details on that, you can visit LostTrail.com, and we'll give you some more details a little later on in the show. Let's dive into it. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week is presented by Man Mortgage. Krista, you're back in studio with us. How is Arizona? I am. It was wonderful. I mean, it was, was nice it to get out of it. It was warm. Yeah, good. It wasn't real hot, but it was 65. Got up to 80 one day. I mean, you can't complain about that, Coulter. One of the biggest AAU tournaments in the country, and uh, dozens and dozens of teams from all different age levels descended upon it. How did your boys do? I was really proud of our boys. So we played at Bell Park. Uh, Bell Bank Park Arena, which is just this amazing facility, 300 acres, um, just all sorts of sports being played there. But our boys ended up getting a win in the first game against J.R. Ryder's team. J.R. Ryder, famous for his uh, dunk contest championship once upon a time and great player for the Trailblazers and the, and the Lakers in the 1990s. That's very cool. And he came over and talked to the, the team after and just appreciated their hard work. And that threw us into the, we signed up for the elite division, but that threw us at the top. So we had some tough Tough games. We went one and three, but I was really excited to expose our eighth grade boys to that level. Um, these are the players that are going to be seen going to Duke, North Carolina. I mean, we had six eight kids, three sixty dunking and warm ups <laughs> at age fourteen. So it was it was a little bit different than our kids. They'll never forget it though, because I guarantee you that they're going to follow those kids now and see them rise. I mean, I never forget my first experience when I was about. Your son's age, I think I, was, I guess I was two years older. I went to a basketball camp down at the University of Utah when Rick, Rick Majerus was still the coach there. And, uh, you know, I thought I was pretty hot stuff. I thought I was pretty good at hoops. And all of a sudden, in my class, there was guys like Devin Harris and Kobe Carl. Like these dudes that ended up being first-round NBA draft picks. It's pretty lightning to realize, wow, you know, I'm just trying to make varsity at Big Sky. And this guy is going to go to Wisconsin. And this guy is going to go to Boise State. So they, they'll certainly remember that uh, later on. So true. We were able to go to the catch the Oregon State um, at Arizona State men's basketball game. And I have to just give a huge shout-out to Coach Tinkle who stuck around after a tough game and gave our boys a really good speech on adversity and perseverance and doing the right thing when no one's watching. The timing couldn't have been better for him to come out. And for him to take the time with these youngsters just shows that he's a class act. He's absolutely a class act. One of my favorite guys. I love dealing with Coach Tinks when he was here as the head coach of the University of Montana. It was very fun reconnecting with him last year during Oregon State's great run. Uh, he's gracious enough to give us time on this show, both leading up to the NCAA tournament and on the other side of it as well. So, 
super cool. And I, I know that even though he hails from Spokane, he certainly considers himself a Montanan because of all the times he spent here. I know he really loves the people of Montana. So uh, very cool. Man Mortgage is your local hometown mortgage lender. If you're looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate or use your home's equity for an exciting new project, make sure to call Man Mortgage, a family-owned Montana company. Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's communities statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. Krista, it's funny because it seems like the weeks are so long between when we see each other because there's just so many games all the time now with all these makeup games and Monday games and Tuesday games. It's hard to even keep track of all of it. But we were talking about a sort of unlikely victory that occurred on Thursday afternoon of last week when Northern Colorado went in and beat Idaho State. Well, that then triggered what was a wild weekend around the big sky in women's hoops. Sac State went from the hottest team in the league to getting swept. They're still in the mix for a seed, but definitely stubbing their toe at Weber was one we didn't necessarily expect. The Lady Grizz, they had lost to Eastern Washington, but then that loss didn't look as bad after Eastern went into Bozeman, went into the brick, and beat Montana State. The Lady Grizz played a crazy game against Idaho, just back and forth, back and forth, 21 lead changes and uh, 14 ties to get the Lady Grizz a good bounce-back win over Idaho. Then they beat Portland State, but then they come back around and play another game down the wire and lose by one to Idaho on Monday. So we'll get back to the Lady Grizz here in a minute. And it was just all over the place. Just wild results up and down this league. And now here we are. And uh, the dust hasn't even quite settled yet, but we got some pretty big games um, upcoming, including a rivalry game, which we will talk about here in just a minute. But uh, pretty wild weekend last weekend in the league. I think this is interesting as we tick down to these last final weeks before Boise and just to see the movement and some of the teams that were hot are not anymore. And then just at the top of the league, Idaho State, Southern Utah, Montana State, just vying to outright win a regular season conference title. And and the race is just getting interesting, Coulter. Let's start with the Lady Grizz because they have been riding a roller coaster. Riley Corkin had a great stat for us. Uh, on the show yesterday, he said that Montana's had eight consecutive games decided by seven points or less, including three different games that came down to buzzer beaters. Sophia Styles made one to win it. She made another one that she thought won a game that then turned into not, and the Lady Grizz lost on a buzzer beater, and then she had another buzzer beater attempt to beat Idaho on Monday. So where are we at with the Lady Grizz? Because it seems like on one hand, they're knocking on the door, but on the other hand, this has to be just emotionally exhausting playing this many close games in the span of one month. Right, and you take those two close games that they lost by one and you give them wins, and all of a sudden they're fighting for one of the top spots in the conference versus just a bye. So that's really important to look at because those games definitely did come down to the wire. Lady Grizz winning their last two out of their three, though, and so it's promising to see more consistency. I think I take a look at that Thursday game against Idaho where they won here in Missoula. The second half, the Lady Grizz really stepped up their defense, Coulter. They did. Um, Idaho went for, you know, one for 17 from the three-point line, but I would have to say that defensive pressure was really impressive by Montana. It, it was – it's so interesting when you look at just the broad result compared to the specifics of a certain game, right? Broadly, it was not that surprising that Montana lost to Idaho because you play the same team after just a four-day break. I would say most of the time the team that lost the first one is going to win the second one if you're pretty evenly matched teams. And the Lady Grizz are a little bit more talented than Idaho is this year, but they're not that far apart in talent. So it wasn't that surprising that the Lady Grizz lost. That said, it was 
probably frustrating for the coaching staff and the players because they were up 14 points in the third quarter. The Lady Grizz dominated the third quarter and took a big lead and then let it slip away. And that's just one of several Achilles heels this team has uh, sort of been battling this last six weeks. Right, and that was that second game that they ended up losing, which was very strange if you watch that game and how it all played out. Um, Kendall Keller hits two free throws to make it a one-point game. Right. We, we know that with 34 seconds. And Montana lets the shot clock play down, yep. which that's a Coach Halsinger coaching move there. They get a wild shot, and Abby yep. Anderson comes up with the board, but she dribbles. As right. soon as you dribble and you call a timeout, you cannot advance the ball. So right. it was just one of those where then now that you know they have 2.2 seconds or, or they can get a shot off by Sophia Stell. She got a good look. She got an okay look for but, sure. But it would have been better if they could have advanced the ball. If, if the if the rebound would have been secured. I actually think that Anderson outletted it to Kendall Keller, and then Keller dribbled. But regardless, oh, oh that's right. You're it, absolutely right, Coulter. I yes, but but a either, dribble took place. But either way, that, that's right. Uh, and yeah, if they just could have had a timeout right there, they would have advanced the ball. And they would have had three seconds and change where you can actually run a real play. But then just having 1.6 seconds left, then you're having to have a 25 foot heave, and uh, it's just it's not an ideal way down the stretch. But all that said, the Lady Grizz the last two weeks have actually gotten the performances they need from their best players. They are still, though, missing so badly one of their best players, and that's Sammy Facken. She has now missed six games, and I think that I think that even if Carmen G. Feller and Abby Anderson and Sophia Stiles produce well, they still they they lack diversity offensively when Sammy Facken isn't in the game. They do, and I and I feel like she's been such a huge part of attacking the rim, yes. opening up the game. That is hard to replace that again with this high ankle sprain. We're not sure when she's coming back. You know, I think that we'll see if 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 they hold her until the tournament or if she plays tonight. Right. Um, just not sure. I do really like the play of Kendall Keller. She's she is she's improved a lot, and her, I, her minutes have gone up, and she's taken advantage of that. She's quick. She doesn't turn the ball over, Coulter, when she gets in the game. And she deserves a lot of credit because she received a lot more playing time as a freshman. And then this coaching staff, I think they really wanted to make her earn her minutes and really try to develop her and, you know, bring her along. And she could have easily gotten frustrated and said, hey, you know, I'm not going to have really a role on this team this year. But she did it. She kept working and now has played her way into the rotation. And, uh, I mean, former Gatorade Player of the Year from Haver, she deserves a lot of credit for the progress she's made. It's the Keller way. It's a legacy name. Yep. You know, I'm obviously close with Cheryl. Keller Carr, who I actually watched her daughter win the eighth grade division down in Phoenix. Oh, very cool. Her daughter is a baller. Where is she? Was she in Montana? She's in Vegas. Oh, okay. So her dad is Del Dre Carr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, of and course. And Addison. She's seventh grader playing on an eighth grade team. We digress, but she's phenomenal. But Julianne and Cheryl, just tough. They come from a very good basketball minded family. I'm actually featuring Kendall for my rising star on the SWX TV broadcast this Saturday, but I've been really impressed with her play. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Sacramento State, you have to wonder if maybe they were starting to read their own headlines a little bit because they were red-hot winners of 9 out of 10 with a showdown against defending Big Sky champion Idaho State looming on Saturday, but they stub their toe. They lose at Weber State. Side note, Weber State is very talented. I think Weber State should have a better record than what they do, given the players that they have on their roster. And I do think they're a dangerous team when Boise rolls around. 
That said, though, it was a little bit of a misstep from Sac State because if they could have won that Weber game, they set themselves up for some different things against Idaho State, but instead they lose it, and then they also lose the Bengals and sort of shift down towards the middle of the pack again when they were sort of surging towards the top of the league. Right, and Weber State swept Sac State. Right. So that's right. also Crazy, interesting right? that you look at Weber had their number, and I agree with you on Weber State. I do feel that their record isn't indicative of exactly what they could prove yeah. in Boise. I really like the play of Emmer Torbert and Darren Hickok. I think that those two are just really solid. And again, Weber State's won the last two out of three, and the loss they had at UNC on the 19th was in overtime. Right. So take a look at that for Weber State, and you have to go around the big sky and look at these teams that could be surging, and you got to put Weber State right in there. Well, we've talked about Isabel Natabo from Sacramento State and just how powerful and um, physically dominant she can be. Weber actually probably, because they have Emma Torbert, though, has somebody that can actually stick with her, though, right? I mean, she can't just... Nanabo can't just bully in the paint. So it really shows you how much this league comes down to matchups sometimes, too. Even if you think, oh, this team has this record, this team has this record. It seems like Weber just matches up with Sac a little, bit, a little better than almost anybody in the conference. Right, and when you and I were sitting next to each other watching Weber State play the Lady Grizz, we watched yeah. Emma Torbert have a step-back <laughs> jump shot that was oh, yeah. pretty nice. She is sweet. If, uh, if anybody hasn't seen us, too bad. They've already been in Missoula, but they're definitely fun to watch, and she's a fun player to watch. She is... So unorthodox because she's one of the, the biggest players in the league. Yet she's strong, one of the, just one, physical. One of the, but she's one of the most uh, skilled passers too. I mean, she's a great passer. She can shoot the step back three, even though she's playing like a uh, the four five for Weber. It, she's a she's a, a different type of talent, uh, certainly there at Weber State. Montana State. I want to talk about both the fact that the the uh, Montana State women they lost to Eastern Washington on Thursday, but they bounced back with a, a good win over Southern Utah on their senior day. But I thought that, um, first of all, Bill Lamberty from Montana State Sports Information wrote a great profile about Ashley Van Sickle. And I, I was reading it and enjoying it, but I, I kept thinking to myself, I, I get so grumpy about the way that college athletics has gone uh, in a lot of ways because I think it's not necessarily teaching the right things by letting – by when, when you express the message that – when adversity hits, walking away is okay. That's not what sports are supposed to teach you. Ashley Van Sickle has every reason in the world to have walked away. She was recruited and then got hurt, and then they brought in the best point guard in the league in Darian White, and she was never going to win that spot back, yet she dedicated herself. She got phenomenal grades. She got her student teaching done while playing, which for those of you that don't know, that is an unbelievable thing to be able to be to do your student teaching while still playing. So difficult to be able to manage that sort of schedule. And then here she is playing on her senior day. She knocks down a couple threes and you know, her and Gabby Maki both. I think that they're just they're such a testament to Trisha Benford's program. Neither one of them has ever been a star. Neither one of them has ever cared that they're a star, and they are both key members of a team that's now chasing a conference championship. To me, I just thought it was a great story. I think it's that's what college hoops and college sports should be about. Very good story, Coulter. Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas with Krista Redpath around the big sky in women's hoops presented this week by Man Mortgage. The... Uh, the other uh, sort of unexpected result, not necessarily who won, but how much they won by was Southern Utah. They come back after getting ripped in Bozeman to just rip Northern Arizona, 90-67. That's a high point total in what is a pseudo-rivalry game between SUU and NAU. So um, SUU, a bounce-back win, and then bring a little bit of momentum into this matchup with Montana tonight. 
Now, that didn't surprise me as much, Coulter. Really? Actually, I've watched Southern Utah with their offensive weapons and Dari Dotson, former Dari Franson. Right. Her mother also played for Southern Utah. I think she's in the running for first or second team all-conference. She's just an excellent player. Talked about Lizzie Williamson, Sharita Darty. Sherida or Sharita, there's question on how to pronounce it, but she's phenomenal, regardless of how you pronounce it. <laughs> totally. And so I look at their offensive weapons, and then I look at Coach Payne's style. She's more upbeat in offense than if, if offensive coach, and if that's not working for them, at times NAU can be on their heels on the defensive end. So I can see Southern Utah, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, wow, let's check out those stats and it, it was true. Southern Utah, very spread, and they put up a lot of points. Montana State also had a Monday game. So um, the Bobcat women, they're off this week leading into the rivalry game tomorrow, excuse me, uh, Saturday against um, the University of Montana here in Missoula. But uh, they also had a Monday game, and they took care of business against Portland State. And Portland State is still struggling, struggling to find that first victory. You have to sort of feel for the Vikings at this point because uh, – you know, like Bo Baldwin, the former Eastern Washington football coach, used to always say, every Saturday half the teams in the country lose. You have to have losers to have winners. That's exactly how sports works. But it is uh, – it's it's tough when you have a team that's still searching for their first league victory here in almost March. I will start by saying this. Portland State, eight Monday games. Six of those eight were on the road. Eight. So they've had – Unbelievable. Just, just unbelievable. But I think for Portland State, and I've wondered this, they stay in that 2-3 zone. And it's just tough when you start getting hot with a For team sure. like Montana State. I mean, when you look at Cola Bad Bear had 17 points, Leah Beatty had 15, Gabby Maki had 11, right. Darian had eight points but four assists. I'm going down here. Alexi Deaton, 10 points, Madison Jackson, six, Taylor right. Jansen, six. Those are so many different weapons. Inside, outside, you almost have to look at making a defensive change. For sure. Uh, and, I thought the same she, thing when they were playing the Lady Grizz. And the Lady Grizz, Abby Anderson just caught the ball on the high post and then just did whatever she wanted. She had eight assists. I think without, if you took Sophia Styles was like 4 of 12 in that game, you take that shooting split out, Lady Grizz shot 72% against that zone. So you're right. At some point, you kind of got to make a change if teams are just destroying you like they are with their execution against the zone. And under Robin Selvig, I mean, I was a true student of the 2-3 zone. Sure. That's what we played. And so you look at that and you try to take something away. You right. know there are exposures and you know that there's certain places that teams can get shots, but you certainly shouldn't be able to use that high post as easily, just like you said. And I, I'm not sure. I know that that's a Lynn Kennedy tried and true, but yeah. that worked when they had like a court West in Who's the middle. Six, five, right? right that, that could block shots. They don't yeah. they don't have that right now, personnel-wise, for Portland State. I like her system in terms of having the right personnel for it. That's yeah, no, just not happening for to, Portland State. Totally. And and anybody that's ever played hoops, you know, against the zone, you know, if you just get it in the honey hole, like they call it, it's it's just over. You can do whatever you want at that point, and they just have a hard time keeping people out of that area of the paint. So a couple more games for the Vikings left to try to get that first league victory. So that's all to say, that's a lot of games to recap. But let's talk about uh, the dynamic of the upcoming weekend because there's no more home games in Bozeman. The Bobcats will be on the road for their last three. Montana has their last two home games this weekend. Southern Utah in town here tonight. And then Montana State coming to Dahlberg on Saturday. The Coaches are so funny because coaches are always thinking that they're the ones getting slighted. And I actually think that the arguments of these scheduling rearrangements and postponements and all that, everybody's going through it. Some people have had to do it a little bit more than others, but it just it just is what it is. It's a disadvantage for everybody. But it's just so interesting because you'll always hear, 
the coach that doesn't have the bye leading into the rivalry game, oh, it's a, such a huge advantage for them. They get to play a game on Thursday, get warmed up. The other coach will say, well, they get time to rest up. Either way, somebody's always complaining about something. But regardless, um, you had an interesting point, so I'll just let you make it. But it, it seems, though, that uh, because Montana State has dominated the Cacarys rivalry so much lately in women's basketball, that maybe actually for the Lady Grizz, it might be a good thing having a, a sort of tune-up game. And by no means am I saying Southern Utah is a, a pushover. Southern Utah is the third-best team in the league right now. They're 12-5 and five in conference play. But it seems like maybe a tune-up would be good for the Lady Grizz mentality. Well, I definitely think, Coulter, when you take a look at you know the history of this rivalry and the last time that the Lady Grizz won here in Dahlberg or the last time they won was the 24th of February in 2018 here in Dahlberg Arena. Some of it becomes mental. Totally. Uh, And again, I I try to understand that. I was a player that didn't lose to the Cats. So it was, it it just was one of those played on some great teams. Uh, It does get in your head. These are big rivalry games. And so you do wonder if the focus being on Southern Utah and then just getting a short turnaround before you get to change to Montana State we know Montana has the weapons. And when they play basketball, they are just as good as anyone in the conference. For this, sure. this, is, this is up for grabs, I think, this race this year. No, no question. Especially in Boise. I don't know for sure if Lady Grizz could win the regular season at this point. I don't think that's mathematically possible. Totally. Unless everyone tanks and the next, the top <laughs> sure, two seeds tank. Sure. But, but I do think that uh, possibly having that shorter turnaround could play to their advantage. Around the Big Sky in women's hoops with Crystal Redpath here on Nuana's Now. It's presented... By Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your home lender. Tried, trusted, and proven. You can contact Man Mortgage for more information at Missoula.manmortgage. That's two N's, manmortgage.com. Or you can call their local office, 406 542 That's 542-0700. We're going to continue to talk about the rivalry game. We're also going to hear from Tracy Sanders, the head coach of the Southern Utah Thunderbird team that is in Missoula tonight. Uh, but first, how about some memories? Do you have any defining memories of your time playing in the Cacarys games or 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 even just watching them and, and analyzing them as a fan? Anything that stands out to you? Well, sure. I just remember it being so loud in Dahlberg Arena that you For really sure. couldn't even hear, you know, Coach Selvig make calls. It was all it's, hand signals. It's so funny because the, the first 10 minutes of the game almost always are the same, no matter what teams or like what versions of the Montana, Montana State's on the floor, right? Because it's so loud and everybody's it's so... It's quiet. Right. It's so loud it's almost quiet and, and, when you're a player. And everybody's like nervous, right? right? No one shoots the ball well until they finally settle in. And then uh, then you see teams, you know, actually realize we're just playing hoops, it's whatever. But it's so interesting how much tension there is at the beginning of almost every single one of these games, especially in Missoula. Well, growing up in this great state, um, you I think you pay attention to these rivalry games even more. And anyone who says that they are just another game just isn't from Montana right. or doesn't understand uh, because they really do matter. And there is bragging rights uh, that, that are up for grabs. And I just remember each one of them being extremely important. And our goal for the Lady Grizz was always to win a regular season championship and then get the host for the tournament. Yep. Um, but beating Montana State was right up there with all of our goals. And I certainly played in some fun games. Well, there's a distinct flavor to it that is sort of parallel to football. And it's sort of absent in men's basketball, largely absent in men's basketball because because there's so many young ladies that play for these teams that are from Montana. Right now, Montana State has a little bit less Montana influence on their roster, but Cola Badbear is certainly one of the key members of the MSU squad. And then they have a couple younger players that are rising through the ranks as well. Lexi Dean certainly in the rotation. Um, but uh, for the Lady Grizz, I mean, players like Sophia Styles, players like Kendall Keller. I interviewed Sophia on Tuesday, and uh, it sort of struck me 
when she was saying, she said, this is a huge rivalry game for me because I've never beat Montana State. And I was thinking, is that right? And that is. It's true. She was on the bench that one year right. and they won, but she wasn't playing. Right, because she had gotten hurt. And right. so um, crazy to think that uh, she this this could be, depending on what she does next year if she comes back or not, but this could be her last hoorah uh, in the rivalry game. So uh, just the fact that there is a Montana influence, though, I think it, it, it does, like you're saying, bragging rights on a lot of different levels. Well, and then you also add the layer of its senior night. In addition, 7 p.m. game, and we've got senior night in addition to Bobcat Grizz. So emotions are going to be running very high, Coulter. No doubt about it. We'll continue to talk rivalry game and all the way around the Big Scan Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Postseasons in several sports are underway across the state. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In Bozeman, the Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships begin with the multi-events on Thursday. The full meet kicks off on Friday. Among the top performers in the field include a pair of homegrown products who prepped at Bozeman High. Montana State junior Lucy Corbett is the two-time defending Big Sky Indoor Champion in the high jump, and earlier this season, she shattered MSU's program record, leaping an unbelievable 6'2", which is the top mark in the United States this indoor season. Like Corbett, junior Duncan Hamilton also participated in the United States Olympic trials in Eugene last summer. Hamilton is a multiple-time national championship meet qualifier in cross-country, indoor, and outdoor track and field. He is among the nation's leaders in the 3,000 meters and in the mile. In prep basketball, the Eastern A tournament gets started today in Billings. The Western A tournaments begin in Hamilton. The Northern B Boys tournament is underway in Glasgow, while the Western B Boys and Girls descend upon Ronan, and Northern C gets underway in Great Falls. The Western C tournament is being hosted by Frenchtown. And finally, the Frontier Conference is into its postseason tournament. On the men's side, Montana Western plays Montana Tech in one semifinal, while MSU Northern plays at Carroll College in the other on Thursday. On the women's side, Friday, Carroll College plays at Providence, and Montana Tech plays at Rocky Mountain College in the semifinals. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Montana, welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. A little Van Halen for you here on a Thursday. One of the great debut albums of all time. Love Van Halen. So interesting to analyze Van Halen and just uh, 
what they were and then what they became because of the, the art of the music video because they have a pretty front boy named David Lee Roth and, and just the sort of evolution of the band. I, uh, I went on a deep dive when Eddie Van Halen died this last year, so uh, studied up on Van Halen. Needed to play some here today. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope you're having a great Thursday. Chris Redpath in studio with me around the big sky and women's hoops this week is presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage, your hometown lender. Tried, trusted, proven. You can contact Man Mortgage for more info at missoula.manmortgage.com or by calling 406 406- 542-0700. That's 406-542-0700. Huge game in Missoula tonight. Southern Utah brings a 12-5 conference record to Dahlberg Arena. The Lady Grizz are 9-7 in league play, and uh, they still are in the mix to get one of the first-round buys at the Big Sky Tournament. But they're going to need to really execute down the stretch, and they have some difficult games, including tonight, and on Saturday with Montana State coming to town, and they still have to play at Northern Colorado and at Sacramento State as well. So set this up for us, Chris. I mean, this is a big game against uh, two talented teams. Well, I, I think it always comes out, you know, it comes down to who's going to step up on the offensive end and, and set the tone. And that happens for Montana when they play good, solid defense. Right. When they get after it on the defensive end and they make it difficult for Southern Utah to find any type of offensive rhythm, that's where Montana really shines. I think they've taken care of the ball fairly well and they out-rebound opponents. They're, they're fundamental. I think they're missing Sammy Fatkin out on the outside, For so they're sure. missing that dribble penetration. Uh, again, you've got two great bigs and Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller. I think Carmen's having a great year this year. She's been plagued by a little bit of foul trouble, so I think that's a challenge for her. Um, love seeing the bench play. Huge fan of Kylie Froelich, who's been coming off giving good minutes. Danny Barsh also. Kendall Keller. I think you go down the list, and there's a lot of Montana players you're excited about, but it w- it will be a battle tonight. Especially because Southern Utah has great balance, and they also have great size, right? I mean, one of Montana's big advantages against almost everybody they play is that they have such great size in the front court, but Southern Utah has some answers for that, including Lizzie Williamson. Lizzie Williamson, strong on both ends <laughs> of the floor. She gets after it. She can rebound. She can shoot. She can put the ball on the floor some. She makes, you know, she definitely opens up their game. And they're quick at the at the guard play. I mean, Sherida Darty to me, is one of the best guards. She's got to be, like I said, one of the players that's in the mix for making one of the all-conference teams. I think she's just strong. But when I take a look at Southern Utah and I look at their losses, Coulter, um, they've lost four games in February. And that's interesting. When you look at one of the top three teams in the Big Sky, they lost at Idaho to Montana State, Sac State, and again at Montana State. And you look at Montana State and Idaho State, your number one and two team, their losses are spread out. They have struggles. They have health problems. They are worn down. They bounce back and they persevere. Southern Utah right now, there's some questions in terms of how they're going to respond with some of this adversity that February has handed them. Caught up with Southern Utah fourth-year head coach Tracy Sanders earlier this week. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops marches on. We are now joined by Tracy Sanders. She's the head coach for the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? Great. Yeah, excited to, to get up there. Looking forward to it. Southern Utah at Montana tomorrow night. Uh, last two home games for the Lady Grizz uh, this upcoming weekend, including a rivalry game against Montana State on Saturday. But first, a crucial game against two really good teams in the Big Sky. And, Coach, the last time you two teams played, it was a, sort of a, one of the strange games that we've been experiencing these last four or six weeks where it's this Monday game and, you know, sort of a makeup game. 
so just take us through that matchup and then maybe how it influences what's going to go down tonight. Yeah, no, I think the schedule's been a little crazy for everyone. You know, we've had a lot of, um, we were kind of the lone wolf in the conference, so we had a wacky schedule to begin with, and then, you know, you throw in some reschedules and stuff like that. So I don't think anybody's have a, had a favorable schedule. I think everybody's been kind of like, ah, here we go again. Um, but, you know, players love to play, so I think for them it's, it's probably been pretty fun. I know coaches were all like, can we get some more practice time here? But, um yeah, I mean, just excited for another opportunity. Obviously, uh, Montana's a great team. I mean, Brian's done a great job. Um, they're tough. They're physical, uh, you know. So um, I think just overall, the conference in general, it's just you got to show up every single every single game. Um, we got a lot of parity and a lot of great teams in the conference. So just got to be ready to go. No doubt about it. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned Brian Holsinger, the first-year head coach for Lady Grizz, and I've been covering this league now for 16 years, and I can't ever remember a time where there was five new coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. So that sort of adds to the, the element of uh, unfamiliarity too, right? So, I mean, what do you, I mean, you've been in the league for a couple of years now. What do you think of just the, the fact that there is so many new faces at programs? No, absolutely. I mean, we have a bunch of new coaches, and, and they're all doing a great job. I mean, I think, um, you know, like I said, you're seeing just – just tough games every single every single matchup and so um it's it's been fun it's been a lot of fun um it does feel funny to be because i feel like i'm still fairly new and to be one of the the older coaches in the group is is pretty funny but um yeah i mean it's it's exciting um you know i think obviously this is our last year in the big sky but i i just i love that conference i think it's it's fun um it's just it's 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 really fun having the parody. I just I love that. Um, some great coaches and really good teams. So, and then you throw in the travel element. You know, it's not an easy conference for travel, and so um, you kind of got to be road warriors. So it's pretty fun. Tracy Sanders joining us here on Nuanas now around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Crystal Redpath. Crystal will be joining us here in a moment, uh, or I guess rejoining us here in a moment. Uh, but, Coach, you mentioned the fact this is your last run through the Big Sky Conference, and I'm actually doing a feature, uh, a print feature for the Big Sky leading up to the tournament as well, just sort of about that. And Southern Utah's uh, brief but successful history in the Big Sky and in all the sports, but pr- specifically basketball. So, uh, I mean, has it felt different, the fact that it is your last run through the league, or what's kind of your perspective on going to the yeah. lab? It's it's a little different. I mean, obviously, you know, change is always exciting. So we're excited about it. You know, I think initially for me, just being fairly new, it's like you start to feel comfortable within the conference and your travel and where you eat and the places you stay and all that. And so I kind of felt like, oh, we're just getting used to it. And now we got to change it all up again. Um, but, you know, excited for, for a new conference and, um, you know, see some new teams and stuff like that. But I, I do really love this conference. The Big Sky, I think, is a great great women's basketball conference so it's it's obviously tough to leave as well your team has been really good this year so what have you liked just about your squad i mean how have you guys been able to to mount these 12 conference wins and uh, you know have such a good year like you have so far yeah i think for us you know i i feel like we have a lot of versatility this year you know the past couple of years that i've been here we've had kind of one prolific scorer that um we kind of sent, had to center everything around and um, the ball kind of stopped when it was in their hands. And so I think this year we just have a lot more weapons, you know. A little frustrating at times because I wish we'd have five or six people show up on the same night, and I think we're getting to that point. But I, I feel like we have a good combination of shooters and drivers and some post players. And so really the key is really trying to get everyone on the same page on the same night. 
And on the note of your opponent on Thursday night, Montana has had uh, a wild last month. I mean, they won on a buzzer beater. They lost on a buzzer beater. They had another shot at a buzzer beater on Monday that didn't go in. I mean, I think they've had every game this month decided by seven points or less, whether they won or lost. So um, when you look, when you scout the Lady Grizz and you just look at what they have uh, on their roster, what do you think of Montana this year? Oh, it's the same. I mean, they're, they're a great, great team. I mean, you know, I think starting with the point guard, um, you know, we got to do a good job there. And then obviously great strength in the post and just all around. I think it's it's another team that, you know, you see um, you see that versatility. So you take away one thing and another person steps up. And so it's really um, it's defending the whole team. And I think, you know, that's that's why I feel like they've been successful and they're a great group is that they have they have that versatility kind of like I was talking about with our group, I think. You know, there's a lot of different weapons. Most definitely. Yeah. So then on that note, I'll let you go off of this. What are the keys for you guys uh, against Montana on Thursday night? Oh, I mean, we got to do a much better job on the boards. I think for us, rebounding is kind of a, a staple of winning or losing. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to be um, strong on the glass. And, um, you know, I think for us, tempo is always important. So we're going to have to play play at a good tempo and um really defend i mean it's it's like i said it's a great group and you got to defend one through five on the court so i think for us really locking in and being able to defend is going to be key 7 p.m dalberg arena southern utah at montana tracy sanders joining us here on nuanas now thanks so much for being with us coach absolutely no problem there you go tracy sanders southern utah the last time on the show as a Big Sky Conference member, at least leading into a regular season game, maybe we'll have her on uh, in Boise as well. But uh, either way, should be fun to have SUU in Missoula tonight. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented this week by Man Mortgage, Chris Redpath in studio with me. Chris, before we take one more break here, you mentioned it. It's, it's The math now with the amount of games left means that there's basically three contenders to the regular season title. It's Idaho State and Montana State tied atop the league standings right now at 13-4. and four. Southern Utah at 12-5. and five. So, uh, two-part question for you. How important is the regular season title and or the number one seed this year? I think that there's varying levels of importance for different programs, right? But also, though, if from each of these teams, if each one of them were to win it, who do you think would be the MVP of the league? Oh, boy, that's a loaded... Right. Where do I even start? Right. Uh, well, let's talk first about where these teams and and what it would mean to win the the conference outright and be a number one seed. Yep. Okay, you're you're a number one seed. You end up playing the winner of the 8-9. Yep. Okay, in the second day, you get that day off. Yep. All right, so any of these top 5 seeds gets that get that day off. But what I don't like about it Coulter is they don't even get on the arena floor until the shoot around totally. on the day of the game. So the Monday teams that are playing in the in the opening round really build some momentum going into that yep. second day. Get to get their feet wet, experience the neutral site tournament, all that stuff. And yep. so where I think it affects the legs down the stretch, though, is when you try to make a run at winning the whole darn thing. Because that's when it catches up to you and you got to win four games in order to win the whole thing. Well, and if you're Idaho State, going back-to-back with this group would be very cool. That, that would be something they could all hang their hats on. If you're Montana State, I think you're ahead of schedule with what the roster you have in place. If you were to win with this team, now all of a sudden you're the overwhelming favorite for next year. But it would also be your fourth regular season title in the last six years, so another notch in the cap for Coach Binford. And if you're Southern Utah, what a story it would be for them as a team that's leaving the league to win the regular season for the first time. So true. 
you take a look at the last two years. Last year, I feel like Idaho State was clearly the best team and, sure. and ran the tables in conference. I wasn't surprised to see that they really smacked Idaho in the conference championship game or in the, in the tournament them. championship it game. It was unbelievable <laughs> how bad they destroyed Idaho. I couldn't believe it. The year before, Montana State was clearly the best team in the league, if yep. not the best team that Montana State has ever, ever put together. For sure. And 19 league victories. I mean, the, the all-time record in Big Sky Conference history. And they didn't get to finish. Yep. Okay. And so then now you look at this year, I feel like it's anyone's, you know, anyone could win this tournament. I don't sure. have a team where I'm thinking they are clearly uh, better than every other team. I will say now that will lead me to the MVP discussion, right. Coulter. When you take a look at all the stats, Idaho State and Montana State, uh, ha- are very balanced. For sure. And so they don't have all these leaders yeah. in these statistical categories, yet if it, I had to pick a player for Idaho State, Tamika Whitman's had the best year. For sure. I'd put her on the first team. Right. Tamika, I would have never even thought would have gotten minutes this year, sure. given last year's team, and now she's found her way into the mix. Well, I'll tell you this. If Montana State wins the regular season title outright and Darian oh. White doesn't win MVP, I'm going to throw the biggest fit ever on the show because she absolutely would just be the number one candidate for absolutely. it. Absolutely. An MVP, Darian White, I could, I, I mean, and I have my She strong, might win it even if they don't win the league, honestly. I have my strong feelings about the MVP coming from the team that wins totally. or one of the top teams. And you can take <laughs> you should a tell look. that to the men's league because they don't ever give it to teams. They, win the, they don't it, ever give the MVP to the, the team that wins the league. It's just shocking to me. And you look at, you know, people are in our conference on Twitter. They're having discussions about Liliana Tillman and Darian White. And I'm thinking, look at where Sac State is in the standings. And then look at where Montana State is. And also, you got to, like, analyze usage and volume and all that stuff. I mean, Liliana Tillman is a good player. Oh, she is. You don't want to take anything away from her. And she's scoring a lot of points. But she's also shooting. uh, I mean, she's not shooting that great of a percentage. She's a volume scorer, which is fine. It's what they need. But Darian White... Darian White is is totally beyond compare, and it has nothing to do with her statistical output. She is she's the she's the best leader in the league. She's she's the most uniting player in the league. Like, I got a picture from Bozeman of during the senior day ceremony. She's sitting on the court so she can take pictures. Like that's what kind of leader she is, right? She it's it's so much beyond any sort of statistic you could ever compile. But then, oh by the way, she guards you nose to nose. 94 feet from start to finish. And, oh, by the way, she's the best facilitating point guard in the league. And, oh, by the way, she's second in the league in scoring, too. Right. She could have been MVP her freshman year, honestly. Totally. On a really great team. I mean, I've talked about that with Coach Benford, and she's a special player. Now, when you talk about other players that could be in the mix for MVP, yeah. you know, I, I look at a Steffi Orr. She's on, yep. you know, she's another one that isn't in all the statistical leader categories, but she's a player that has consistently showed up and been able to help Idaho State prevail. Yes. So that's another game-changing player to me. Totally. I, I just really hope that the voting comes down to more of like the eye test and what a player means to the team. Because if you look at statistics, Idaho State is so balanced that if you're just looking at stats, it's hard to pick one of their many good players. It's the same thing with Southern Utah. If Southern Utah wants to win the league, they don't have anybody averaging over 10 points per game, but they have like six players Averaging eight and a half to ten points per game, so you can't just look at the stats. Kind of look, got to look at who's the straw that stirs the drink for all these teams. Well, and that's why I started making notes on who would be on the first team versus the second team. Sure. My second team is loaded, Coulter, right. but my first team is like, who are these players that are going to push their team to the very top? And we yeah. have a lot of questions in these next two weeks of play. Nuanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television around the Big Sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath this week, presented by Man Mortgage. We'll continue to talk. Big Sky Conference down the stretch, plus rivalry game, and maybe some more thoughts on all-conference candidates. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. It's around the big sky. Women's hoops across the red path. We do this the first hour of each Thursday's show. And we're getting closer to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. We will be at the Big Sky Tournament, stem to stern, bringing the whole crew from Skyline Sports. Very excited about it. And uh, we'll be doing Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio for the duration of that week as well. You want to go? With us, we got a pair of passes for you. All you got to do is text and or tweet us, Big Sky in Boise, to either at 1029 ESPN on Twitter or at Skyline Sports MT. You can also tweet at Krista Redpath. Or you can text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Text us, Big Sky in Boise, or anything else about the Big Sky Tournament. Any and all interactions work. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week, presented by Man Mortgage. And Chris, I know you have personal experience working with Man Mortgage. So tell the folks, how can Man Mortgage help you out, especially when it comes to the the complicated process of buying a home? Well, Rob Fleming is phenomenal. My neighbor and friend, and he really helped me maneuver through um, buying the house that I'm in and then helping me with the refinance. And he just made it seamless and yeah. helped me through it. And I think it's just so important to have a personable person when you work through that, that, you know, can just help you kind of weed through all of the info. And so Rob is your guy. I'm telling you, he did awesome things for me. Rob Fleming at Man Mortgage. You can always visit Missoula.ManMortgage.com for more information. Let's talk uh, a little bit more about just the, sort of the impact of this upcoming weekend. I think that the, the Lady Grizz and their postseason and their postseason aspirations begin tonight. I think that what happens, it's not just the direct result of what's going to impact the records in the standings. I think Montana needs to show well in their last two home games. Regardless if they win or lose, they just need to show well. They need to show that they don't. They can get over these bouts of adversity that lead to these meltdowns where they blow leads. They have to get over that because that's been their their defining Achilles heel for five straight years. And so they have to get over that part of it. And uh, so I, I think – and they also, though, if they could get a good win tonight over Southern Utah, they'd take a lot of momentum into the rivalry game on Saturday. And Montana State, not only are they searching for, what, a fifth consecutive sweep of Montana? Is that correct? But also, they're in the mix for the league title as well. So it's a huge game for the Bobcats on Saturday as well. And they don't have to play tonight. So I think this is a huge weekend for both the Montana teams. For sure. And both Montana and Montana State will end on the road. Montana State at UNC. The Lady Grizz at Sac State. So they will both most likely, Coulter, go directly from Greeley and Sacramento 
to Boise. So they're going to have a lot of travel here. So the Lady Grizz want to enjoy their home, their last home week, before they get ready to be road warriors and, and head down to Boise. And if you're Montana State, you're on the road, you know what these games are. Coach Binford, you're 17. She knows what it's like in Dahlberg. Fans on top of the arena. It's going to be loud, and it's going to be fun. The other thing that's been sort of uh, tried and true, even though and I have been very critical of, of the Lady Grizz for their inability to sort of overcome speed bumps when they occur, but those speed bumps and that uh, dealing with adversity seems to happen a lot more often when they're not at Dahlberg Arena. That's the thing is the magic of Dahlberg, it maybe isn't quite what it once was. That's not a slight on anybody except just to say that it once was one of the most special environments anywhere in the country for women's basketball. It still is up there among the best. But we've seen teams for the Lady Grizz that play. I mean, I hearken back to the last time the Big Sky Tournament was here in Missoula. That Lady Grizz team was down 19 points in the second half to a... Uh, DeShara Strange. DeShara Strange and Stephanie Lee, one of the best non-Montana schools we've had in the Big Sky Conference. That Northern Colorado team was nails. Cammie Etheridge, she just and had it going they on. They had it going on. And that Lady Grizz team, I mean, they started, They played us. They played outside their minds to come all the way back and, and win that thing. I mean, I'll never forget that with Kelly Cole and Maggie Rickman and just the way that Dahlberg Arena just boosted them all the way along. But e- even with the struggles since Robin Selvig retired... Montana's still incredibly good at home. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I still get that feeling when I walk into Dahlberg Arena, Coulter. I get it. I see our fans. They treat me like I just finished playing yesterday, even though I've been out for quite a while and I'm dragging around kids that are now <laughs> taller than me. Right. <laughs> uh, they, they treat you the same way. And I also know that after that conference championship win in 2015, there were about 30 to 35 Lady Grizz in a photo afterwards with that team. And so they're going to have a lot of former players on uh, they're cel- celebrating um, the history of the Lady Grizz program, and I'm hoping that that still prevails through and can give these gals a lift. Even with Montana being 5-6 and six, uh, since the new year, only one of those losses has come at home. Montana's 10-3 and three at home this year. One of the losses to Gonzaga, who's a very talented team, of course. They also lost to Utah Valley in the non-conference, and their only home loss of 2022 came against Idaho State, the defending league champion. So even with sort of the up-and-down nature of their season, it's been the road and it's been the Monday games that have really been the Achilles of Montana. When they play at home on the traditional Thursday-Saturdays, they've still been very good. And there haven't been too many traditional Thursday-Saturdays. They've had to throw in that extra Monday prep. Um, When I take a look at this game, and I don't want to completely revisit the game in Bozeman, but the Lady Grizz are going to have to take care of the basketball because they have players like Leah Beattie, uh-huh. Caitlin Lamardo, yep. Darian White yep. that are coming for you. And we totally. saw that in the first game with Leah Beattie's steal. KJ hits the three. Halftime just sends the Cats in with so much confidence. And they came out of the locker room with confidence in the third quarter and really laid the smackdown on the Lady Grizz, and they just didn't have an answer. So they're going to have to find a way to handle that adversity throughout the game and be able to rise to the occasion. The key matchups tonight against Southern Utah, we heard you analyze it. Tracy Sanders said the same thing, Southern Utah's head women's basketball coach. It's going to come down to the battle of the boards because these two teams are two of the biggest teams in the league and two of the the most talented in terms of their front court players. So whoever can get more possessions via cleaning the glass, that's going to be a huge factor tonight. And I also think just getting tuned up for the rivalry game will be key. But you will be on the call in Missoula, uh, on here on SWX Montana Television, 7 p.m., tip from Dahlberg Arena on Saturday night. And uh, first, how about this? Let's We, we have a four-pack of tickets to this game, correct? Great. We are going to give away four tickets right now to Saturday's rivalry game. Call us, 
406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We got four tickets to Saturday's Cat Grizz women's game. Caller number three, 406-888-1029. And if you can't make it to the game, of course, tune into SWX for Krista on the call. Give us our give your key, give us your keys. What do you think is are the key factors uh, for either side in this rivalry game Saturday night? Well, I think we've touched upon quite a few of them. It'll be who can come out and set the tone, which first starts on the defensive end for the Lady Grizz. And offensively, if they take good shots and they're patient and they trust their system and if they can take care of the basketball. I also think rebounding will key, be key. And I've said this in the first rivalry game, foul trouble. They need a Cola Bad Bear. Montana State needs a player like Cola Bad Bear on the floor when you have Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller. They need a big underneath to battle the, the Montana side. Montana also coming away with some foul trouble. Emotions are high. You're really excited, and you've got to play through some of that adversity because I think the team that sets the tone and can obviously make more shots when it counts will prevail. If you're Montana State, can you take care of handling the pressure of earning a fifth consecutive sweep of the Lady Grizz? Can you handle the pressure of playing against the passionate fans, uh, in front of the passionate fans at Dahlberg Arena? And uh, can you also keep in focus both the the chase for a league title and the chase for a rivalry sweep? Those are the keys for me for Montana State. And for Montana, it's all mental. They have to be able to, to squelch their demons that have come from this rivalry. Because, again, the Lady Grizz have been very good at home. Who's the one team that's had massive success? I guess there's been two teams that have had great success at Dahlberg Arena as visiting teams the last couple of years. It's Montana State and Idaho State. And the uh, Yep, the, the, the Bobcats are not deterred uh, often by uh, the environment here in Missoula. So I think the Lady Grizz just sort of overcoming those demons and not thinking about the past, focusing on the present. I think that's the key for Montana. Should be a good one, Coulter. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Krista Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops this week, presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage is your local hometown mortgage lender. If you're looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate, or use your home equity for an exciting new project, Make sure to call Man Mortgage, a family-owned Montana company. Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's community statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. Very much looking forward to this game tonight, Chris. Very much uh, looking forward to seeing you down there as well. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Coulter. We will talk all the way around the Big Sky in men's hoops. We got Chris Cobb, the associate head men's basketball coach for the University of Montana. Todd Simon, the head coach for the Southern Utah Thunderbirds as well as some analysis from myself and Andrew Houghton. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.